Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live Podcast, episode number 32. It's so good to have you. Thank you for joining in. This is the very first episode where I am experimenting and getting the live element of the podcast in order. I'm currently streaming this right now live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Heine House, where we have an amazing chat room. Everyone's in there hanging out. I have it on um, emote only chat. We're going to get the best emotes throughout the entire episode. So thanks for tuning in and joining in. Realistically, it's going to be no different than how I normally record it, except now I'm just publishing it live. So now, like I said, originally, I think in episode one, I talked about this. Once I, I work the kinks to get the kinks all worked out with the show, and I get the camera set and the, the hardware and software, everything to work in harmony, then we will start going live because when I'm recording here at the house, you know, in the studio, I can pause it and fix whatever's wrong. But when I'm live, I have to shut it all down. <laughs> shut it down. So, yeah, this is great. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for being here, everyone. Um, got a great episode last week. Um, I was working on my my album, which I'm going to announce here. Very, very excited. New music. Uh, actually, my first um, studio release since... Uh, 2012. I've released a bunch of stuff in between there, but official studio album since 2012. So this is really, really exciting for me. So I'm going to be talking about that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to just jump right into the episode. A lot of great stuff. This hopefully will be maybe, I think this is going to be a longer episode. I have a lot to talk about because I wasn't here last week. We have, I have double. That's right. Here we go. Whoop, 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 double. This week in gaming history, yes, right, two weeks worth. It's going to be fantastic. I'll try to speed run it. And then uh, we have tons of great gaming news. I got some tech news to talk about. Um, well, it's jam-packed. Let's jump right in here. How about this? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to all of the patrons that you see right here on your screen. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine is where you get in and support. We have the ground floor patrons, the main floor Patrons in the Game Loft. The Game Lofters. Thank you so much, everyone. Of course, if you are in the Game Loft tier, you're going to get this album high quality, absolutely free. And um, I'm talking about my new musical album. I guess I should jump into that probably first after this. But yeah, so jump in, check it out. Appreciate your support. The reason the podcast is even here today is because of your support on Patreon. Seriously, it means so, so much. I appreciate you all. So, so very much. Uh, you know, while we have a second here, and let's go ahead and take just a brief moment. Right now in the chat is my man, Digital Rhino. And I want to just take a quick moment because him and his lovely wife, and I'll keep everything confidential because that's uh, not right to put people on blast. But he became a father. He welcomed a beautiful baby girl into this world. Digital Rhino, round of applause. Um, can we get some baby emotes, possibly? Let's give it up. And thank you so, so much for your support on Patreon, Digital Rhino. You are amazing and a great friend for many, many years. Appreciate that. Um, of course, HeineHouse.com is a website. If you go there right now, you're going to get all the information about my album. I know I keep talking about it. I'll, uh, I'll keep moving forward with this. Um, and if you want to call in, I do actually have a phone call we'll take later on. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. If you want to talk to me, you want to leave me a voice, basically you leave me a voicemail. 
ask a question. Maybe there's something coming up that's going on. You know, hey, hit me up. Do it right now. Call it up. Leave a voicemail. And uh, I'll be happy to get you on the uh, the podcast. 503-908-5490. Write that down. Put it in your phone. Just, you know, put me in as a contact. Fuck it. Go for it. I would love it. I'd love to hear from you. We've got a, a voicemail that we'll get to at the end of the show. All right. Oh, my goodness. And the social media at Heine House. Okay, excited for a book. Man, actually, there's some really cool... I have some really cool music stuff to talk about. Uh, I mean, My Chemical Romance getting back together. Raging's Machine is getting back together. Like, that's later on in the show. But, like, that's coming out right now. It's so... I'm just so excited for all that. Um, but uh, I'll try to get through this quickly so we can get on to the show. I'm releasing an album. It's called Couples Skate. It is a throwback, 90s-inspired, New Jack Swing, pop, funk, electro-funk, hip-hop. There's all these different genres in one. Um, at the end of the show, spoiler alert, at the end of the show, I'm going to show a music video that uh, we shot a couple weeks ago, Stephanie and I, for one of the songs, which is called Lady. It's fantastic. It's on my YouTube channel. You can watch it. But I'm going to play it li live right here on the show for anyone who may have not seen it. All right. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, it's a five song EP. Uh, it's a throwback album. And I'm going to be releasing it November 25th. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to go ahead and announce it. I'm going to announce it right now. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to do it for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it here. I am making limited press physical copies, high quality, full quality, physical CDs for sale in very limited numbers. Yes. I am only making a hundred. All right. Uh, all game loft patrons are going to get their copy. So I'll put those aside and then, um, uh, actually, so that would mean that there's less than a hundred, but to, yeah, very limited edition, just doing it once. And once they sell out, they sell out heinyhouse.com. Go to my website. All the info is there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited, man. Like I've put so much time, effort, energy, and money into this. And it's so rewarding. I love doing this. This is my dream. This is my passion. This is my craft and I love it. And I want to continue to share. I want to continue to create. I want to continue to inspire. These are all things that I want to do. And I will continue to do for as long as I possibly can. And that's why, that's why Patreon is so important. That's why your support in any fashion, like sharing the music, liking it, sharing it with friends, like tipping, downloading it, like streaming it, throwing it on at a party, like talking to your friends about it, like even all of that, the stuff that goes unheard of that you don't really talk about, but all of that support means so much. And that is so important to me and I appreciate it so much. So anyway, November 25th album's going to be dropping. I don't have an ETF when the prints are going to come in. I have the order in. I'm thinking it's going to be like 30 days from now ish. So, but st stay on social media. We'll let you know. This is the first time since 2012. So like, I'm super stoked, uh, but it's called couple skate. Oh yeah. Good stuff, man. It's about love. It's about life. It's about overcoming. Um, now maybe I'll do a, a, a after party, a Patreon after party and discuss a little bit about the history of it and kind of go into the backstory. I won't bore you to death about it here. I'm just super excited. So I'm gushing about it. Um, okay. Yeah. Good stuff. I even talked about, I talked about raging the machine a little bit. Should I just scroll down on my thing here? Where is it? Let's just get right to it. Rage Against the Machine. Holy shit. They're reuniting. Yes. I honestly could do a whole episode just talking about 
that and how Rage Against the Machine inspired me in my early years of drumming to actually broaden my horizons, listen to music differently, and really get into rock music. Like that, that changed everything for me. And again, I need to make, I need to like write this shit down, I need to make notes. I could totally do that. Uh, but they're reuniting. They announced officially on their Instagram page, Rage Against the Machine is the Instagram, all one word. They had a single picture and then tour dates after it. I'm going to run through them just so in case you don't know. El Paso, Texas, March 26th. Uh, they're going to uh, New Mexico, March 28th. Phoenix, Arizona, March 30th. A couple places in California, April 10th. Uh, looks like they're going to Indio, uh, April 10th, April 17th. And then, um, yeah, then the rest of it was confirmed by Tom Morello himself on his Instagram. And also Brad Wilk, who is the drummer, his girlfriend also confirmed it on, uh, I think, her Instagram as well. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I don't care whose penis I have to suck. I'm going to that concert at all costs. You know, I don't have any more time left at the end of this year or next year to take off. Right. But uh, I'm taking the day and they can fire me. I'm going to this concert. All right. And I encourage everyone else to go too. if y'all are driving to Arizona to go to this concert. Hit me up. Let me know. It's going to be a party. I cannot wait. Super, super excited. Also, My Chemical Romance, so they're getting back together too. They're reuniting. So like, this is, God, round of applause. Give it up. Give it up. Super excited. I'm excited when I hear that this is happening, you know, when bands getting back together. I mean, Rage, you know, I know they had their differences, but dude, come on. So good. So good. How about some random news? I'm going to jump into some random news. What have I been playing? I talked about this a few weeks ago. And since the few weeks have happened, I have actually jumped in and played Call of Duty. You know what? I almost should. <laughs> I should almost name this episode the Call of Duty or the COD episode because we'll talk about it. But like, seriously, this week in gaming history, I think almost every single day. And let me tell you, I did two weeks worth, right? Almost every single day has a fucking Call of Duty in it. What? This is like. Dude, the end of the year is crazy for releases, right? But I there's a trend. Call of Duty. Um, and pretty much like every big EA game comes out at this time, like always, like all the time. You'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, but speaking of COD, uh, yeah, I've been playing it. The, the new Modern Warfare. It's absolutely fantastic. I love the game. It plays great. And even though the campaign was super short, maybe, well, I don't know. It was maybe like, I finished it maybe eight hours, seven hours. It was pretty short. The campaign itself, the gameplay, the topics, the the storyline, like the voice acting, the the narrative, everything was just on point. It was so legit, one hundred percent. I loved it and would absolutely go back and play it again, even though it was short. Yeah, probably one of the best campaigns that I've played, and I can't even remember to be honest. Probably since the original, since Call of Duty Four, since the original Modern Warfare. To be honest, it's just wonderful. Wonderful. It's not for the faint of heart either. It's got some definitely some dark, uh, brutal, heavy um, topics in there. Like I won't spoil anything, of course, because I think everyone should play and experience it. But like there's one mission where like you're literally you play as a little girl and you're trying to escape as the terrorists are in your house trying to catch you. And you just got done watching them murder your father. 
Yeah, like right in front of you. And you're trying to figure out how to get out of this house as a little girl, really short. You even play like you're really short. You're like as tall as maybe the dude's knees. And you're trying to run around and like, how do you get away? It's insane, like crazy stuff. Like no one's talking about that, but it's nuts. But I really, really enjoyed it. So check it out. Great gate. Great game. Uh, multiplayer, as you'd expect. I'm getting my ass fucking handed to me. You know, terrorized as as always. Um, but no, it's fun. I'm getting used to it. You know, with Call of Duty Online, in the early stages, it's super brutal. Until you unlock guns and attachments and weapons and figure out your flow and your play style, until you figure that out, the shit is brutal. And you all know that. But one thing I want to talk about here, and this is really it's big news. And I have I have talked about this before, but the cross play. Now we we've mentioned this before, and I know this is like a topic that people know about, but I think the cross play honestly is a game changer. And I mean that for, yes, it's great for both parties. It's great for console players. It's great for PC players because of one, one thing only let's put the debate about controller versus keyboard mouse. Let's put the debate about input aside. Um, we're getting the band back together. So some people who have maybe moved on, let's say they're Xbox players. Maybe they have a PS4 now. They've moved on to a different console or vice versa. Or, you know, let's say maybe they're a console player and they're moving on to PC. Like the band is getting back together. We all can now play together in lobbies. And I think that's really awesome. This is, mark my words, like seriously, in like 10 years, hopefully this show is still live on YouTube or, in, or on, on podcast apps. Like hopefully we can come back and listen to this and laugh. But in 10 years, we're going to come back and think about this, ep this, this time and say, you know what? Every single game from here on out has crossplay. It's just the norm. Like, it's not even a, like, yeah, what? It doesn't have crossplay? Wow, that's fucked. It doesn't have crossplay. Like, that's what we'll be saying in 10 years. Like, this is a momentous moment. Seriously, I mean that. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, and I like how they do it. PC players. Can, will be uh, synced up with PC players, console players with console players. I like that too. If you only want to do console, then it will leave the PC players out and it'll do PlayStation 4 and Xbox together, which is which is rad. I love it. And then even like on PC, we have a choice to turn that on and off. So I can just disable it completely and just do only PC players if I want. It's awesome, man. It gives you that, that ability. And I, I think it's great. I think we're changing the game here. Pretty fantastic. So that's kind of what I've been playing. Um... Need for Speed Heat came out yesterday or two days ago, and I haven't picked it up yet. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I have a section of some games that are coming out at the, towards the end of the year here that we're getting excited about, which will also lead into the community event, which we're going to talk about, like, what are you excited about? So we'll talk about that in Discord. Spoiler alert. A lot of spoilers everywhere here. <laughs> so, yeah, but I've been playing that. Great stuff. Really, really great stuff. Uh, American Truck Simulator is uh, free to play this weekend. Oh, my goodness. And it's only five bucks to get the base game. Uh, probably the best five bucks you'll ever spend. The game is amazing. It has all, it has basically the entire West Coast and Southwest of the US of A on there to drive around in. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's so good. And honestly, I need to, I need to do more streams of it, to be honest. I need to hook up that wheel and let it rip. It's so good. Um, yeah. So good deal. Okay. That's a trap. Star Wars and Levi's joined forces. Oh, that, come on. I did put that pun in there on purpose. Uh, yeah, the force is strong or not strong, depending on uh, how you feel about this. But there's a new Star Wars Levi's 
Collection. It was released earlier last week. Star Wars and Levi's collab transports wearers to a galaxy far, far away. Jeans, jackets, tees, accessories, even a fanny pack. What? Yeah, for real. Um, Out of this world graphics. Oh, I have pictures. Don't worry. <laughs> $80 hoodies, $25 hats and beanies, $35 long sleeve graphic tees, and even a $25 fanny pack. Women's crop jeans, $148. $128 for the ex-boyfriend trucker jacket. I'm not kidding you. It's called the ex-boyfriend trucker jacket. What? So I need to get one and drive trucking with that. Uh, what? That's so weird. Uh, so yeah, think about it. Uh, you know, fuck it. Let me show you these pics. Let's just jump right in. Where's my thingy? Uh, where's my... Boom! What? That right there on the left, as you see, that is the ex-boyfriend trucker jacket. Wow. With matching jeans. All right. As you can see, they're extremely happy to be wearing these awesome Levi's Star Wars. Here she is. There's the uh, there's the beanie there. Uh, so just so you know, this outfit here that you see, the trucker jacket, the jeans, you know, you, you know, fuck it. You throw in a hat and a fanny pack to complete the whole look and collection. You're going to that's a cool $300, $350 bill for that outfit. Boy. Man. I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. That's, uh, that's a chunk of change, boy. But, you know, hey, if you're into Star Wars and you like that sort of thing, you might, might, be, uh, might be down for that. Okay, folks, I've got a speed run alert. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Speed run alert. Whoop, whoop, whoop. This week in gaming history. Oh, yeah. You see, when you, be when you become grown up, you can do things like just take the lemonade and drink it right out of the, uh, the bottle. No cup needed. I love this, too. I love this. Eh, here's an idea. You got any last minute gift ideas for me for Christmas? Simply lemonade, raspberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, regular lemonade. Just not the peach one. I don't like the peach one. The rest, excellent. Speed run time. This week in gaming history, I have two whole weeks worth that I will be going through. This is a section where we talk about games that have been released, their release dates in the past. Are we ready to get going on this? I love seeing all the really hilarious emotes this is actually really really funny the emote chat and twitch good stuff um okay here we are november here it is folks november 3rd through november 16th oh boy big one uh and i'm calling this count them if you uh, can count them right um you win a high five from me if i ever see you in person uh so basically you win a whole bunch of just shit <laughs> I'm calling this the COD, the Call of Duty, the Fish and Chips, and also Battlefield Need for Speed gaming history section. How many CODs can you count? Here we go. November 3rd. In 2009, Star Wars The Force Unleashed the Ultimate Shit Edition. I'm sorry, the Ultimate Sith Edition. <laughs> Absolutely, there's a, there's a typo. I'm sorry. 
a typo. Really sorry about that. Um, 2011, Sonic Generations on PC was released. 2014, here we are. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. Wow. All right. Three years later, God, another one, Call of Duty World War II on PS4 and Xbox One. On to the next day, November 4th, in 2002, Ratchet and Clank on PS2. A very great game. And one that it still lives on to this day. It's great. 2003, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King on GameCube. The only game I play is Lord of the G-Strings. How? Stop it. Get some help. Will do. Um, 2004, The Legend of Zelda, Minish Cap. On uh, Game Boy Advance in Japan. Oh, yeah. 2014, The Wolf Among Us. Remember that one? PS4, good one. 2016, Call of Duty. God, Infinite Warfare on PS4 and Xbox One. And last on November 4th in 2016, Mario Party Star Rush on 3DS. Whatever happened to that game? Oh, you know what? People were pissed because they were like, Mario Party, yeah. And then they realized that it's not really Mario Party. It wasn't that just mini games? I think it was just mini games. I don't know. I don't remember. But whatever. It's pretty fantastic. Um, so good. Uh, that's it for November 4th. Moving on, November 5th in 1993, Mega Man 6 on the NES in Japan was released. How about 1995? What a great day that is. Twisted Metal on PS1. PS1, Twisted Metal, yes. Played the shit out of that. What a great game. Absolutely fantastic game. Uh, and thank you for the cheers, E-Dub. I just saw it. I'm gonna, I'll try to uh, say hello and thank yous on that. I'll keep an eye on that. Appreciate the cheers over there on Twitch. Y'all are amazing. Um, where are we at here? 2001 SSX Tricky on PS2 was released. Tricky, tricky, tricky. 2007 Call of Duty Modern Warfare. There it is. PC, PS3, and 360. I will say, I will be honest. I'm an honest guy. At the end of that game, I absolutely cried. <laughs> I cried when Soap is there and he just slides you the gun and... Oh, dude. Amazing game. Great game. Brought a tear to my eye. Uh, 2007, The Simpsons game on PSP. That's kind of an odd one, right? Oddball. And lastly, on November 5th, in 2013, <laughs> what is it? What, what other game could it be? Call of Duty Ghosts. <laughs> I'm telling you, that I'm not making it up. This is for realsies. On PS3 and 360. Let's move on to the next day. I'm trying to speed run. November 6th, 2001, Capcom vs. SNK. Two, Mark of the Millennium Edition on PS2. 2007, Silent Hill Origins on PSP. Yes, we got a little PSP love going on in the chat, don't we? We got some, uh, we got some cod, we got some fish heads. <laughs> I love it. 2012, Halo 4 on 360 was released. 2012, Harvest Moon 3D, a new beginning on what? None other than the 3DS. 2015, you know, if you if you hear COD, let's put the let's put the fish heads in the chat. Let's just do it. Let's hit it up. Call of Duty Black Ops Three, 
PS4 and Xbox One. Yes. 2015 Yokai Watch on 3DS. Remember this? Did we ever pick that game up, Steph? I think, um, I don't think we did. Remember we saw the watches? We were in Toys R Us. We saw all that stuff. Oh, sad penguin is super sad. Uh, and lastly, on November 6th in 2018, The Forest on PS4. I do have that game. I played that with the homie Brandon. I don't think he's in in chat right now, but I know he listens to the show. Remember The Forest, dude? That's a great game. We got to play that again. It's like a like a plane crashes and you survive and then you're in this like island and there's like zombies or monsters and like crazy shit everywhere. It's a lot of fun. Very, very cool. Good game. I think it has VR too. Oh, don't get me triggered. Just don't. Do it. Uh, Moving on to the next day, November 7th in 2000, 007 The World Is Not Enough on PS1 was released. In 2000, Crash Bash on PS1 was released. We got some PS1 love. How about 2000? What? Shenmue. Shenmue on Dreamcast. It's funny, there's this huge like cult following now of Shenmue. Dude, when that game came out, everyone hated it. No one even liked it. It didn't even sell well. It was like, no one got it. No one understood it. And, which was a shame. Well, the whole, the whole Dreamcast story is a shame, to be honest, but maybe we'll save that for another episode. But, uh, yeah, Shenmue. Shenmue 3, actually, is uh, coming out or just came out. I thought I just reported about this. Anyway, 2003, Mario Kart Double Dash. The Double Dash on GameCube in Japan. I think Double Dash is uh, Stephanie's favorite. We always argue about this. Heated arguments. She yells at me, and then we eat ice cream and everything's good. <laughs> no, I don't really care for Double Dash that much. I do like the GameCube LAN that it has, though. You can do like 12 or 16 players in a LAN. So what? wait, what is it? Four consoles and four? four. I think it's, yeah, four consoles, four players. It's 16 players. Fucking legit. God, who has done that? Can we please do that? Fuck, bring your GameCubes. BYOC, bring your own. BYOG, bring your own GameCube. Sorry, I had to think about that. Um, let's do that. 2005 Donkey Kong Country 3 on Game Boy Advance was released. Pretty good. 2005 Mario Party 7 on GameCube. I, I have that in the big box. That was the one that came with the microphone. I remember because the mic came in there and it was quite a bit bigger so they had kind of like a it was almost like actually a uh, a later gen like pc half box size it's pretty good uh 2006 gears of war on 360 and 2008 two years later gears 2 on 360 was released moving on to the next day november 8th in 2000 counter-strike yes this is the original counter-strike this isn't Counter-Strike Go. All right, it's none of that. This isn't Counter-Strike Source. No, this is Counter-Strike, bruh. 1.6, bruh. 2004, Mario Power Tennis on GameCube. Great game. I prefer... Uh, I don't have it out. Mario uh, Mario Tennis on uh, N64, but, you know, Power, power Tennis is good. Um, uh, 2011, COD... Modern Warfare 3, PC, PS3, Wii, and 360. A lot of platforms there. COD. 2007, Mario Party on DS. 2011, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection on PS3 and 360. And 2012, Animal Crossing New Leaf on, in uh, Japan 
on the 3DS. How about that? Try to speedrun them here. A lot of games. I, hey, I missed a week, folks. We got to get in this. November 9th, 1996, Sonic 3D Blast on Genesis. 2000, Capcom vs. SNK on Dreamcast. 2001, Star Wars Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron 2. That's a long-ass name. GameCube, I do on that game. It's absolutely fantastic. Go back and play those Star Wars games on GameCube. You will not be uh, mad that you did that. They're very, very good. And they still look incredible. Like, they hold up so well. They really do. 2004, Halo 2 on 360. 2004, Jack 3 on PS2. 2004, Need for Speed Underground 2. One of the most talked about and beloved Need for Speed games out there. That was on PC. And 2010, Call of Duty Black Ops. on. Oh, here we go. Ready? DS, PC, PS3, Wii, 360, DS, and microwave and refrigerator. Yeah, I'm not, I can't make that up. <laughs> play, play it when you're in the kitchen making cod. And 2010, the Sly Collection, PS3. 2018, Hitman 2 on PS4 was released. And in 2015, Fallout 4 on PC was released. Here we are. November 10th and 2005, Crash Tag Team Racing on PS2. 2008, Call of Duty World at War on DS, PC, PS3. Wait, what the fuck? Did I already do this? No, it's, it's a different one on Wii and 360. It's the same one. In 20, 2009, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Reflex on Wii. That was a Wii exclusive. Oh my God, what? I'm getting hit with CODs. 2009, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on PC, PS3, 360. Oh, make it end. I can't. In 2017, Doom on Switch just a couple years ago. Oh, thank you, Doom. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Had to break up that COD. Had to break up that COD. Holy shit, there's a lot of days here. <laughs> this goes from everyone's favorite section to everyone's least favorite section. Just like that. No, I'm just kidding. November 11th, uh, 1993, Disney's Aladdin on Genesis. That was great. It was um, drawn by Disney artists, too. It was very, very good. That was the game that had Nintendo super scared. Honestly, they were like shaking in their boots like, oh, shit. It looks so good and plays really smooth. Yeah, they're shaking. Uh, 2006, ladies and gentlemen, the PlayStation 3 console in 2006 was released. I remember that day. I remember that day uh, very clearly. Went in with, it was me and my brother and my brother's girlfriend at the time. We all went in, 200 bucks. We split it and we bought the console. That was a $600 console on launch. Holy shit. Um, I still have it to this day. Uh, and I'm like afraid to use it because it's the 60 gig full, fully backwards compatible. And um, like really funny story. When Justin, uh, my, my cousin Justin, he came down last year. We were playing. We were playing Gran Turismo 6 like, like we had never played Gran Turismo before. We were just going ape shit on it. And we were playing it, and my console, it was getting so hot, like it locked up. It froze the console. And I was, like, panicking. I'm like, do I put this thing in the freezer for a while? I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want this to break. And I was like, should I just go buy, like, a cheap used, like, PS3, like, the top, the slide top one? I, I still want to get one of those because I love Gran Turismo and MotorStorm. There's so many great games I want to play. But I'm, like, worried to use it. Is that sad? Is it just me? No, that's just gamer talk, right? You guys, you guys get it, right? No? 
No, you do. You have to. I know you do. Um, come on. We all have consoles that we have. Like if you're an inbox collector, you have a console that you want to keep in box. And then you have a console that's out in your game room that you play. Come on. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I got some yas in chat. People get it. Thank you. Thanks for not making me feel like an asshole. Um, 2008, Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts on 360 was released. And 2011, my favorite game of all time, Game of the Eternity, Skyrim on 360 was released. A couple more days left here. 20, uh, November 12th in 2007, Super Mario Galaxy on Wii. 2007, Ultimate Mortal Kombat on DS. 2012, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 on PC. And 2013, BF4 on PC. Yeah, we're here with Dice. What can we expect from the Battlefield 4 beta? Is it going to be real beta-like or just like a fucking beta, mate? Uh, November 13th in 2007, Crisis on PC was released. Can it run? Can computers today run Crisis? That's the question. Can they run Crisis? We have no idea. 2007, Need for Speed Pro Street on PS2 and PS3. 2011, Super Mario 3D Land on 3DS. And 2014, Captain Toad Adventure... Captain Toad's Adventure Tracker, yeah, in Japan on Wii U. Whatever happened to that game? Did anyone play that game? It was like, oh, what a cute Toad game. Nothing. We heard nothing after that. Who's played it? Uh, 2005, Mario Kart DS. 2011, Saints Row the Third on PC. The only game that I know of, unless, can you do this in Postal? I don't know. The only game that I know of where you can run around and attack people with a, like, four foot or three foot long purple dildo and actually attack people and kill them with it. The only game that I know of, unless you can do that in postal, I don't know if you can, but if, if you could do it in postal, then that would make sense. Um, and 2018, the last day here on November 14th, fallout 76 on PS4 and Xbox one was released. We have two more days, folks, November 15th, 1996 raid my tomb, baby tomb Raider on PS one. And in 2001, Xbox, the original Xbox console was released. Round of applause, Microsoft. What up, Bill? Thanks for bringing out The Rock to introduce it. He's a huge gamer. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh? Um, in 2001, that would make sense because uh, Halo, the original Halo, Combat Evolved, was launched with that. 2004, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes on GameCube. 2004, Need for Speed Underground 2 on PS2. Look at this. Do you see a theme, folks? Here I go. I'm going to continue. 2005, Need for Speed Most Wanted on PC and PS2. Is there a trend? 2009, New Super Mario Bros. on Wii. 2011, this was 10 years later, Halo Anniversary. This is the 10-year anniversary edition of Halo on 360. 2011, Connect Disneyland Adventures. Do we remember this? Yes, I remember Gamestar 81 coming over to my house. In fact, we were, look at this. Here I am streaming and talking a podcast on the episode here on this exact channel in that, what, 20, probably, that was probably, what, when did it come out? 2011? It was probably 2012. He came over, he hooked up his Connect, and we literally played that game together, holding our hand out, running around, going in Disneyland. I was trying to find the corn dog shack. I needed to find that. So good. Rest in peace, Connect. And um, here we are. 2013, the PS4 console was released. 
Yeah, 2013. Honestly, it feels like just yesterday. And now we're talking about the PS5. Crazy, you know, crazy. Um, and lastly, on November 15th in 2018, Battlefield 5 on PS4. Last day, folks, hanging in there with us. In 1995, the original Doom on PS1. Another round of applause. Fuck it. Give it to him. Doom. Oh, stop that. Hold for the pause for the cause. In 2004, Half-Life 2. I even brought this out to show. There it is, baby. Gordon Freeman. Ah, ah, the Alex Vance. Ah. Yeah. Gordon Freeman, the free man. So good. Hey, do you guys like my new little PC section over here? I put a couple of big boxes. I'll talk about it in a minute. I've got to finish this gaming history. You guys are like, hurry the fuck up. I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, 2005, Need for Speed Most Wanted on 360. Oh my God, is there a theme? In 2006, Need for Speed Carbon on PS3. Oh my God. In 2008, oh, the amazing Animal Droppings City Folk on Wii. One of the greatest, one of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Where are my parents? Are they listening? They love that game. It changed their lives. In 2009, Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, that's our game, Steph. We used to play that together. One of the first games we played together uh, online together. So, so good. Wonderful memories. And lastly, 2010, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit on oh, PS3 and 360. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done this week in gaming history. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm out. See ya. I'm leaving. I'm going. Bye. I did my thing. <sighs> I need a drink. I love that lemonade. Hey, if anyone's got any last minute gift ideas for me, here's one. Simply Lemonade. You know what? Simply Lemonade, get at me. Let's sponsor an episode. Here we go. This is what the commercial would look like. Ah, boy, am I thirsty. Ah, Simply Lemonade. All natural. Not from concentrate. I don't know. That's a shitty commercial. <laughs> Maybe they won't get at me, but please get at me. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on into some gaming news. And before we do, do you like, do you like my new little tiny um, uh, PC gaming section? I removed some of the plushies and I switched it up. So we have, I know you can't really see because the uh, mic stands in the way, but let me just lower a little bit. Look at that. We've got Obviously, Half-Life 2 in the big box here. And I have all three, actually, big uh, big boxes. I have uh, Gordon Freeman, I have Alex Vance, and I have the G-Man. They all were different. They're variants. I have all three of them, uh, but I have Gordon Freeman. Because, you know, it's Gordon Freeman, the free man. I have uh, my Road Rash. This is the CD-ROM Classics. You know, you remember, these originally were released on diskettes. And then um, they later were released. Let's get that glare off there. They were released in the uh, CD-ROM Classics edition where they upgraded it. This is, it probably can't read it because it's going to, I don't have autofocus on, but it's the Windows 95. All right, Windows 95 edition. And uh, yeah, this is great. I've had this a very, very long time. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I probably bought it at uh, Software Accenture or something, but uh, it's factory sealed. As you can see, I still have the sticker on it. It's totally sealed, shrink wrapped. Just, you know, for collecting purposes. I have the disc version if I want to install it. 
And then, of course, I have my original Duke Nukem 3D back there. You see Duke? Uh, that is the one that I got at Costco, the story that I keep telling about. And uh, very cool. That one has the mouse pad in it as well, which is really cool. So I hope you all like that. I'm going to switch it up. And, of course, do you guys do you see anything different up here? We got Mr. Duke. Duke himself. Just chilling right up there with his gun out. He's, he's, he's holding up the CD player. He's chilling. Totally chilling. Uh, I got that from Mr. Pete Dorr himself as a gift. Very lovely. What a nice guy. Um, yeah, okay. Gaming news. Let's jump right in. Man, we have a lot to talk about. Hey, sorry, folks. This is going to be a long-ass episode. And I don't really care. We're going for it. I've missed a week. Give me some slack here. Um, BlizzCon 2019. That happened last week. Um, I watched some of it. I watched the um, Overwatch 2 panel where they were talking about it and we watched some of the gameplay and the characters. That's about all I really saw. I did watch the Diablo 4 trailer, uh, but that's really about it because I was I was just working and busy, didn't have time to look at it all. But um, the big news, now this is just for me, okay? And I did not sit down and watch the whole thing, but the big news is that we have Overwatch 2. Uh, there's a bunch of World of Warcraft news as well, and also Diablo 4 finally was announced, and they showed a trailer, and they talked about it. So people are getting super hyped for it. It's very, very cool. So Overwatch 2, it is a new game, completely new game. Mm -hmm. It's not DLC, they promise. Uh, new characters, all new maps, all new game modes, and more. And the big thing they wanted to stress was stuff earned from the first Overwatch, like cosmetics and skins and all that uh, extra stuff. It's going to transfer over into Overwatch 2. I mean, I appreciate that, right? I appreciate that. I just, a part of me, a part of me feels like they could have just released this for Overwatch 1. Like, it's just, it's still an amazing game. Like, what? Just release some DLC. People will fucking buy it. They'll pay for it. I don't know. They're going for the extra buck here. And I understand it. I mean, I understand it, but it's kind of weird, don't you think? So, yeah, they're doing that. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to report. I mean, everyone's watched it. I don't need to go into great detail because, I mean, not only that, I don't really, I don't play WoW and I don't play Diablo. Um, so I don't really know a whole lot about what's coming out there, but I know people are super hyped about it. Um, you know, maybe we'll get Steph in here at some point to talk about some, maybe uh, some Blizzard stuff that's going on. Um, how about Luigi's Mansion 3? Everyone I talked to has said how awesome it is. Luigi's Mansion 3 has been released. Everyone's enjoying it. Uh, did you get it? Anyone pick it up? You can get over in Discord and chat with us, talk about it. I'd love to know. I'd love to know your opinion because I mentioned this before, but that's like the one game I have regretted not picking up at launch. And I, I've told the story before, but I remember, I remember going to Toys R Us. I remember seeing that game. I remember the GameCube kiosk. I remember that game being demoed and playable and playing it and loving it. It was great. But never bought it i don't know i just passed on it i don't know i don't know what's wrong with me what's wrong with you stop it get some help i don't know something is wrong with me so uh i haven't picked this one up yet but we will we will get it and uh everyone loves it so go over to discord i like to talk about it um to see what's going on and speaking of new games i'm gonna actually get this out of the way right now let's talk about it new i'm calling it new game november hold on should i guess some of my reverb new game november I don't know why I sound just like a derpy uh, superhero there, but that's okay. Uh, new games this month, some have already released um, and some are coming up. But I'm going to talk about a few games that are coming up 
uh, or that have just recently released that I'm excited for. And uh, not enough time, not enough money, and too many games. That's all of our problem, right? Too many games, not enough time, not enough money. That's how it works. Uh, but Red Dead 2 is out. All right, Red Dead 2 is out November 5th on PC. Very, very exciting to be uh, jumping in on that. And honestly, I think the Western theme doesn't get enough love. I really do. Uh, like... Um, what is that Techland game, Call of Juarez? Oh my God, amazing game. Amazing game. I love it. What a great Western theme. And it's, you really should go, you should go back and play Call of Juarez. It's really, really fantastic. Um, but yeah, anyway, Red Dead 2, November 5th. Um, I briefly played the first uh, Red Dead on uh, 360. And I don't know, it, I have a weird. I have a weird thing with like Rockstar games. I do the same thing in Grand Theft Auto. I play Grand Theft Auto 4, 5, Red Dead 1, and even like Vice City, one of my favorite Grand Theft Auto games. I play them for like a while. Like I hit it really hard. And then something happens and I kind of fall off. I fall off the wagon. <laughs> no pun intended. And I don't really come back to them. Like same thing happened with the last um, Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. I don't know. So... I want to make a vow to like, I will play, I will play through this game. I will, I will go through it. It looks amazing. I think it's a really great setting that we don't play often enough. So this should be good. This totally should be good. I'd like to do that. Um, yeah. And I was just actually reading an article today about their stats. They're talking, not stats. There are system requirements. Their system requirements that they have on a minimum is basically like so not that it's low, like they're pretty high, but it equates to not a very good gaming experience. Like it's like 30 frames, 720p, like it's not very good. Like to get solid 1080p, 60 frames on like ultra, you have to have like a, a fucking NVIDIA 2080 Ti, right? Like you have to have the crazy card that it's insane, right? So People are talking about that. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't I don't know. You're making a game that most people can't enjoy the the visuals of it when you have such a high system requirements. That's that's crazy to me. So, but nonetheless, I'm still looking forward to trying it. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll do some optimization down the road. Uh so yeah, Red Dead 2. Excited for that. Uh Death Stranding was released on November 8th, just a few days ago. Um I think the the man himself, Mr. Pete Dorr, was streaming this last night. We we tuned in just for a little bit and saw it, but it's on PS4. It's a PS4 exclusive. Uh, this is uh, this is Kojima's first game, first original game since Metal Gear Solid. All right, so this is like huge, huge deal. Highly anticipated. Uh, people are talking about it, and uh, I guess it has a lot of cutscenes, a lot of stuff that's going on in there. But uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a story game, storytelling game. So check it out. And uh, I'm excited to see that and play that too. So we'll get that eventually too. Very, very cool. Death Stranding, very cool. Uh, Need for Speed Heat, that came out, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. That came out on uh, November 9th. Uh, I think, what, yesterday as a recording? Yeah, yesterday. And I talked about this earlier. Yes, I am stoked about this game. I'm excited. I haven't picked it up yet. I want to get it. People are saying it's very good. I talked to my homie Andy. He gave me the report. I got people on Steam. They're writing me messages like, Jay, did you get it? Because I'm like, you know, I'm the car guy. I'm, I'm the racing guy. And uh, I haven't picked it up yet, but I will. Please, I will not let you down. Also, 
this is the first time I've actually considered buying. I don't know if I'm going to get like, what would Garfield say? Drug out in the street and shot. I'm not sure if I'm going to have that happen to me right now, but this is the first time I've actually kind of considered getting the origin access to play that game five bucks a month. Right. And then you get access to the game or I could spend 60. I mean, how many I've already bought so many games this month. Like I'm, I'm done. Like my quota is done and it's hard to justify another 60. So I thought about that. Maybe play it for a few months. I don't know. I mean, if it's five bucks a month, we need to talk about this, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, like battlefield, uh, the call of duty franchise, the need for speed franchise has also had its missteps in the past. And I think the fans and community are wanting a different game. They're wanting more of a throwback game. They're wanting less loot box bullshit, less um, chance mechanics, less gambling bullshit. They want that to be gone. And I think they heard the fans and it seems like they may have delivered a, a really great game here. Day night cycle. You can choose when it goes day, when it goes night, two different game modes, two different play styles during the day you do street racing or during the day you do like circuit racing and things like that. And then at night you do like street racing, illegal street racing and stuff. Cop chases. They're very aggressive from what I hear. Sounds awesome. Sounds totally awesome. Like I'm about ready to jump in that shit right now. Maybe I should sign up for origin access. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. You got to help me. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, why have we not heard about any of this? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's on November 15th. Just a few days away. And... Dude, what has happened? I feel like when when the, all the original Star Wars games were coming out, like when Battlefront came out, remember when Battlefront came out and Battlefront 2? Like, do you remember the hype? This shit was crazy hyped. And now there's like no hype at all. Nobody, nobody cares. You don't hear anything. Respawn Entertainment, they are the ones developing the new game. And uh, this is starting to look pretty good, though, because it looks like a throwback to the old Battlefront games. Third person, a lot of weapon play, a lot of lightsaber action going on there. A lot of sabering. They're doing a lot of sabering there. Uh, single per single player, third person adventure following an incognito Jedi who avoids detection by following three rules. Don't stand out, accept the past, and trust no one. I pulled that from their description on their site. Um, but when he uses the force and desperation, he finds himself on the run from the Imperial Second Sister, which I guess that's what the, the Imperial Force is called. Fallen Order takes place between Episodes 3 and 4 when Order 66 is in full effect. Okay? Very cool. Yeah, and it looks great. I just, we haven't heard anything about it. It's been kind of like, kind of an MIA. Oh, here it is, Shenmue 3. This is, all right, this is where it is. I knew it was in here somewhere, or I had talked about it. Shenmue 3, PC, PS4 on November 19th. That's coming up in a few weeks here. Thanks to Kickstarter. Remember, this has been, it's been many years in the making. Thanks to Kickstarter and some generous money given from Sony. Shenmue is finally being released on November 19th. Promises to have gameplay reminiscent of the previous titles, enabling players to take on enemies in hand-to-hand -hand combat, upgrading combat abilities, and explore a living world full of villages, shops, and an active populace. This is very, very cool. And I'm sure this is going to be great. So I am looking forward to that. I think it's been a long time in the making. God, when was that? 
Kickstarter. I feel like that was like 2013 or 2014 or some crazy shit. It wasn't that long ago, was it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, Borderlands 3 Vinyl Collection. Oh, I guess that's it for all the games I'm interested in. Yeah, that was it. Uh, but there's a Borderlands 3 Vinyl Collection. Who's playing Borderlands 3? And uh, who wants to get some of the OST on vinyl? I know a lot of people do. It's fantastic. It is a third. Okay, we have two different versions of this. So check this out. I got pictures to show you as well. A $35 two-disc set and an $80 four-disc set are available. Both editions are scheduled to release January 2020 and are available for pre-order right now. Okay. Uh, both editions use 180-gram LPs. That's very high quality. They're a little bit thicker, so they give better sound, better tone. Um, so, yeah, they're going to sound great on your record player. The differences lie in their packaging and in the track count. How many songs or the types of songs that are in there? Uh, the two-disc set features 17 tracks. Um, let's see what else here. They're pressed using a matching pair of red and white discs, which fit with the collector's edition graphic. And I have two pictures here. So you have the... Here's the picture for you. Uh, where is it? There it is. Check that out. Pretty sexy, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So you have the two-disc set or the four... I mean, honestly, let's be real. For 80 bucks to get an exclusive limited 480 gram vinyl pressing of one of your favorite games in a beautiful display like that, that is not a lot of money. Honestly, I mean, dude, go to the record, go to any record store and try to go buy like a new vinyl. Like they're like 30 bucks or 40 bucks. Like what? Some of them are, dude. I'm serious. It's crazy. So that's, that's actually pretty fantastic. You can get great artwork with it as well. I say go just, you know, go big or go home and get the, get the biggins. Looks nice. So if you're a Borderlands 3 fan, jump in on that shit. Uh, I have some news about Mario Kart uh, on mobile. On mobile, Mario Kart mobile will test multiplayer in December. It is real, folks. This is real. It's fappening. It's coming. <laughs> um... Only to, here's the rule though, only to the paid subscribers, of course. No, you little cheap, you cheap plebs, you're not going to be able to test multiplayer. You no pay, you no play. Only paid subscribers, of course. This will be a multiplayer beta test sometime in December. They haven't announced the date, but they said it's going to be coming sometime in December. Question for you. Have you played this? Do you like this? Would you subscribe to it? And would you be a part of this multiplayer beta testing and here's okay so here's my question though i have i joking aside i do have a real question about this the argument that i have is is that does this game require skill don't now don't get all up in arms don't get all huffy puffy and pissy with me don't don't be thinking that i don't mean that in a negative way what i'm meaning is does this let me try to let me try to rephrase that does this game require skill <laughs> no and what i mean you guys know what i mean it's on mobile is this just a tap 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 right are we using gyro controls do we have do we have legit weapons do we have drifting mechanics do we have some sort of skill base do we have time trials like what is this because 
if it is that, then we have a game on our hands, then yeah, it might be worth it. But honestly, if it's just the Flappy Birds, then what the fuck? Are, like, what's the point, right? So, and, and for me, especially being a racing game fan, I feel like I have the authority to say that, is that when these games don't require any skill and there's a heavy casual influence in the games that, well, like, when I hear that it's accessible to anyone can play, even if you've never played a Mario Kart game before, you'll be able to hang with the best of them. Like when Reggie fucking got up on stage, remember that? And he introduced the Wii Wheel and he was like, yeah, this allows anyone to pick up and play and you're able to just keep up with the veterans. And I'm just like, no, no. The fucking veterans, the ones who played it forever and are good at the game should be able to kick the ass of all these other people and let the beginners fight with the beginners. Like, let it be a varied thing. It's like in the arcades, remember, when they had ketchup. I don't mean the shit you put on your french fries. Like, catch up. The cars would catch up to each other. That's a feature that most, if not all, racing, if there's multiplayer head-to-head, -head, all arcade games in their BIOS, you can have settings to turn this on or off. And it was a way to keep it almost like neck and neck, very much varied, to where you didn't feel like you're getting your ass kicked completely, and you hopefully like, oh, I was this close to winning. Let me put in another dollar. Let me just, I'll get you on the next one. Let me put in another dollar. What they don't realize is, and the truth is, and th this may be something that arcade manufacturers and developers, they don't want you to know. I've owned arcades. I know this, this I know how this shit works. I've seen it uh, firsthand. If you have that on, there, to be honest, like there is no skill required whatsoever in the game. You just basically pedal the floor. A good example of this, and I hate to say this because Cruisin' is one of my favorite games, but the new Cruisin' by Raw Thrills that came out, what, I guess two years ago now? Yeah, two years ago. That game is crazy with the catch-up. It is so casual. Like, dude, I even tried this. Play that game. Put, actually, no, I don't think you even have to put the throttle down. I didn't try this, but I don't think you even have to. If you just, like, Start it and just let go of the wheel, let go of the throttle. It auto drives. The game fucking auto drives. But if you just hold the throttle down and just let go of the wheel, the car just does this. Jumps all over the place, hits the walls, runs into oncoming traffic. Still, you're right there with the pack. Bruh. It's terrible, you know? So now with all that rant, I didn't expect to rant about this, but with that rant out of the way, I understand why it's there. I know the need for it. And I understand what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect to their customers, which the customers are the people who are paying to play it. And if they feel like, oh, I got real close, you know, they're going to put more money into it. It's a money-making thing. So I get it. But that long-winded rant, is Mario Kart Mobile like that? Get in Discord. Let's talk about it. I would love to know because I, I truly feel, and I'm making assumptions, which isn't smart of me to do, but I'm assuming that this is a very casual game that anyone can pick up and play, whether you're two years old and mom and dad just got you an iPad so that you don't cry in, you know, on the road trips, or if you're, you know, just whatever, you're a hardcore gamer. Anyone can play. Anyone can be there. So let me know what you think. But so, yeah, I mean, I get upset. You know, I've heard that argument, too, back in the day about Tetris. 
a long time ago. Now it's just fucking world phenomenon, right? But back in the day, it was like, oh, all you do is put the pieces together. It's just a puzzle. You just drop pieces. It doesn't take any skill. I've heard that a lot. It doesn't take any skill. Are you for real? Are you fucking kidding me? Have you ever played Tetris? You fucking noob. It takes immense amount of skill to do Tetris. It requires cr like critical thinking. Like you have to be looking ahead, looking at your pieces, plotting your moves. Like the one starts speeding up, bruh. Here we go again. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? So yeah, anyway, Mario Kart, Mario Kart Mobile. That shit gave me triggered. Uh, Pokemon Go is getting a live AR multiplayer feature. Speaking of mobile app games, it's called Buddy Adventure. Effectively allows two separate devices to create interactive AR objects within the same frame so that two players of the game like Pokemon Go can see each other in the same AR objects when moving around the world through their, their phone, either on iOS or Android. It's cross-platform. Here we go. Cross-play. It's happening. Niantic says Pokemon Go players will be able to pick up buddy Pokemon to pair with. Using the existing buddy system, you'll be able to then go to set adventure with another player. Folks, Pokemon Go has gone multiplayer. I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. And speaking of Pokemans, one of the rarest Pokemon cards in existence went up for auction last week. Oh my gosh. It was on an auction, a New York-based auction house, and it sold. Get oh my get this. Is there does anyone have money emotes you're ready to spam the shit out of in the chat? Two hundred and forty-five thousand. $500. I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. What? Seriously. $245,500 it sold for. Oh my God. And here I am. Here I am just trying to get through my work day trying to pay my bills, the rent, keep the lights on, keep the internet going, trying to put food in the mouth of Steph and Bob and myself. Here we are, scraping by, doing the best we can in life. And here is somebody who has almost $250,000 to spend on a fucking Pokemon card. That just blows me away. I mean, I have business ideas. I have huge money-making business ideas and concepts. If I had that kind of money, I would create one of them that I have. And I could, we could be rich. I am blown away. I, I can't get over it. Pikachu Illustrator card. Uh, evidently, it was a promo card given out to winners of a comic contest that was held in Japan in 1997 and 98. While there were only 39 of these cards awarded, it's believed that there's only 10 that are left today, making each of them insanely valuable. I actually have a picture of it. This is fucking nuts. Insane. 
Look at that one too, rated right a nine. It's mint. 1988 stamped. Japanese promo. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I, I don't know. I don't have any extra words for that. I just, it's crazy shit. That was your gaming news. Hope you enjoyed it. Guess what? It's tech time. Let's have a little tech talk. Tech time. Uh, we reported about this a couple months ago, and Microsoft has made it uh, you know, known that uh, we have an issue as well. Uh, but this is a real serious thing. Uh, the Windows Blue Keep attack uh, that we talked about before. I'll talk a little bit about this. You know, I always like to try, when I go into the tech stuff, I like to inform you guys of this, talk a little bit about it. But I'd like you guys to all be in the know as well, because we have to be vigilant out there. You can pretty much guarantee, as we're sitting here right now laughing, having a good time, that somewhere in the world, our shit is being hacked stolen and are sold to people that are then going to send you spam, try to get your credit card information and overall virtually digitally fuck you in the ass any chance that they get. And so because of that, I like to try to sit here and talk to you guys about some of the hacks, some of the viruses, some of the things that are happening to where you can then be uh, vigilant yourselves and hopefully spread that to your friends and let everyone know and try to be safe, to be honest. Uh, Microsoft blue keep attack. Uh, it's currently happening right now. If you haven't updated your Windows or gone through and uh, downloaded their patch, they have a patch for older OSs. If you haven't done this, you are vulnerable. So you have to be very, very careful with this. Basically, just keep Windows updated at all times. Like, seriously, tonight when you get done watching the show, like, go update your Windows. Go search for it. Be a seeker. That's what Windows calls you if you are looking you go into your, uh, if you're on Windows 10, you go to the little search bar at the bottom. Just type in Windows Update, hit Enter. It will pop up, open a Windows Update page. Just click on Check for Update. That's it. It will search for an update. If it finds it, it'll download it. And we get we get security updates from Microsoft the first Tuesday of every month, I think is one of those. I think it's the first Tuesday. First or second Tuesday, one of the two. It's at the beginning of the month. So, you know, you want to make sure to jump in there. And make sure to get that too. Uh, but I wrote a little article about this here that I want to talk about. So Windows Blue Keep. Um, now, Microsoft has twice warned users to update Windows. First on May 14th, you may remember that. Uh, and if not, then maybe again, you remembered it on May 30th. Uh, those warnings appear to go unheeded because enough of these numbers of people who did not update related to an escalation on um, the NSA the National Security Agency. They made a post about it and are now talking about it. They are taking the unusual step of publishing an advisory urging Microsoft Windows administrators to update their operating system or risk a devastating, I quote, devastating and quote, wide ranging impact on the face of this growing threat. That's huge, folks. That Those are just buzzwords. And that's not them like blowing smoke up your ass. They said devastating. Yeah, that's fucking serious. Uh, this warning was given even more urgency on June 17th when the U.S. government via the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the CISA, issued an update now, quote, update now, activity alert. At the same time, security researchers were predicting that a devastating Blue Keep exploit was only weeks away at that time. Come to find out, it went live. It's live already. It's happening right now. Um, the Blue Keep exploit could spread itself from one machine to another, 
and the attackers are searching for vulnerable, unpatched Windows systems that have remote desktop services, okay? Remote desktop. So you can go into, uh, you know, your good friend at Google A and uh, research this. Uh, so you can learn about the Blue Keep virus. But basically, in layman's terms and broke down very briefly, remote desktop service, if you have that enabled, there's a vulnerability in that that they have found to exploit. What they can do then is they can hack into your computer using this remote desktop. They can then run arbitrary code or gain access. They can, you know, key loggers. It's just, that's just very, very broad, basic stuff. But they can then take control of your computer. Then they can spread the virus by using your computer to other computers all over the world. And it's devastating, dude. Like that's, that's crazy. I mean, you'll be hacked all your data. Like they can do whatever they want. They can take control of your computer. They can delete your admin rights. They basically can just take control of it and you're done. That's it. It's crazy. So as of writing this article, which I did, I wrote this last week, the, the number was at 700,000 or so vulnerable Windows systems. Now, you may say, wow, 700,000, that's, that's, that's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. And yeah, I mean, considering there's you know millions and millions and millions of people that use Windows, I mean, I guess not, but still, 700,000, uh, that's enough for them to fuck some shit up. So yeah, if you're using older Windows or even just new Windows, do not wait, get the patch. You can search this online. Windows has released patches for older OSs. So if you're still on XP, God bless you. Uh, if you're using like Windows, what? Windows 7, Windows 8. And uh, if you're on Windows 95, trying to install Duke 3D on a, you know, from your CD-ROM drive, you may want to update that, okay? You may want to update that. Um, Google, speaking of Google, speaking of Google A, uh, Google buys Fitbit for $2.1 million. This was news in the tech world last week. Fitbit is that little wearable watch thingy that attracts health stuff, tracks your, your steps. I think it even does BMI and a bunch of other stuff. It does all kinds of cool stuff. Um, Steph has a Fitbit or used to have a Fitbit anyway. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I think Google is really wanting to get serious with this wearable thing. Why? Well, because... Who's on the block? Apple. Apple Watch taking over the world. So I think Google is wanting to get in on this watch wearable uh, cash grab. They want to get some of this. They want to get a little bit of that money. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, that is a direct move to go against Apple Watch for sure. Um, uh, what did I write here? Uh, oh, I wrote my opinion on it. So here's the thing. Here's what I want to say about this before I, I jump in. Why do you think the Apple Watch was so successful and is so successful to this day? Why do you think that is? I'll let you think about it for a second. Okay, I'll tell you. The reason why it's so successful is because of one thing. Integration. It integrates into your life seamlessly. Now, another question for you. Why does it integrate seamlessly into your life? It's because you have an iPhone. Now, look at the big picture here. The only reason why Apple Watch was so successful is because it paired to your iPhone. People have been having iPhones for since 
2007, right? So we have almost like 10 years of iPhone and then they release an Apple watch and people are like, well, I already got the phone. So, so what you're telling me is this watch I can wear it. It pairs to my phone and I can read my text and talk on the phone and, and, and check my Twitter. I can do everything. I can write on my watch and I can leave my phone in my pocket. I can leave my phone at home. I, oh, it has, it has 4g LTE. Oh, wow. Right. That's why it's so successful. So I see Google doing this. They're jumping in. They're saying, I want to get serious about a watch. I want to get serious about wearables. The only thing, only big hurdle they have is integration. Now, this is good news for anyone who has a Google Pixel, Google phone, um, and even Android, because it should work with all that. I mean, that's the point, right? So they would have that ecosystem to pull from. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good move. Now, if they can make this Google Fitbit, whatever, do something that's actually, oh, bless you, is actually something that you're going to want to wear, and actually something you're going to want to use and that has great features if it's similar to like an Apple Watch. And I don't have an Apple Watch. I've been, you know, I haven't really considered it, to be honest. And I love watches. I don't know why. I just, I mean, you know, I'm contemplating $60 games, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. So, the integration, I think, is going to have to be going to be huge. Now, if you don't, I mean, unless it's its own thing, and that's one area that I haven't really considered, unless the watch does not sync to your phone. Well, okay, here's a mind blow. Here's a mind fuck right here. Unless your, your watch that they make, the Fitbit Google Watch, does not sync to your phone, it's its own entity, it is its own platform, and it does its own thing independently or in conjunction with your phone. Maybe that's what they want because he, how I'm looking at it is you've got this watch, but you also need the phone, right? You need the phone. With the Apple Watch, you need the phone, right? Don't you? I think you do. I think you have to have the phone to go with it, to run the apps and to check text messages and, you know, it syncs. It's all part of it. So I don't know. That's something to think about. I'll be interested to see what they're going to do with this because uh, it's pretty, pretty big news. Pretty big news. Um, some other Google, Google, Google news here. Google brings the dot new domain. TechCrunch reported this dot new. Very cool. Originally started as a shortcut example, doc dot new. If you type that in, would bring up a new Google doc sheet. And now any company or organization can register under the new domain dot new domain so they can create their own dot new shortcuts i think this is pretty cool uh, some companies have already started doing this microsoft has a word dot new to start a new word document oh word up uh, spotify has a playlist dot new to start adding songs to the playlist uh it sounds like i may need to get on the the emu review dot new oh got it I'd like to give a round of applause there to Stephanie. She wrote that joke. I think it's fantastic. Give it to her. <laughs> hey, if it was 2010, I'd be all over that shit. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, what, eBay has one? Sell.new for a new, uh, start a new sales or selling page. Uh, Reservation.new, that's for open table. Uh, what else? Uh, Link.new for bit.ly, 
uh, if you want to create small links and stuff like that. Invoice.new for Stripe on their dashboard. So, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. I think that's... Uh, I think that's a new uh, new way to do things. <laughs> uh, through January 14th, 2020, trademark owners can register their trademark .new domains. Starting December 2nd, uh, 2019, anyone can apply for a .new domain during a limited registration period. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the .new news. Hey, how about, how do you pronounce this phone company? X-I-A-O-M-I. Xiaomi? Xiaomi? Wow. Would have been the last word I guessed in my entire vocabulary. Xiaomi. Xiaomi? Xiaomi. Wow. Xiaomi. X-I-A-O-M-I. I would have been like, X-I-O-M-I. I have no idea. Xiaomi makes the first, get this. They make the first 108 megapixel camera phone. The Verge reported on this. The CC9 Pro is the world's first 108 megapixel camera phone. Do we really need 108 megapixel? I mean, I remember having my Kodak 8 megapixel and feeling like a fucking badass. This is like the year of cameras, dude. Like, even the iPhone and the, the new... The new Google, what is it? The Pixel 4, I think. They're all talking about just how it can do night mode and night sight. And it's even getting me hyped. I'm even sitting there going like, hmm, I think maybe I need a fucking night night phone, right? But a 108 megapixel, I mean, you're going to be able to see the dirt in your pores with that shit. It has five rear cameras on the back, 108 megapixel wide angle lens, a five megapixel telephoto with a 5X optical zoom, and a 10x hybrid zoom. Oh my god! Strap in for this fucking tech tech uh, report here. 12 megapixel telephoto camera designed for portrait modes. A 20 megapixel ultra wide with 117 degree field of view, and a 2 megapixel macro lens for those close up shots. So you can see the dirt in your pores. There's also a sixth 32 megapixel camera on the front of the phone which is housed in a teardrop-style notch. Oh, my God. I love the camera emotes in chat. That is exactly it. Listen to this. By default, it will shoot 27 megapixel shots that combine four pixels together as it's fairly standard on ultra-high megapixel count smartphones. There's an option to shoot in the full 108 megapixel resolution should you want to do that. You absolutely can. Hey, this price isn't too bad. I'll be honest. Xiaomi CC9 Pro will cost around 400 bucks for the base model with six gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, and roughly $443, not only 50 bucks more, for an upgraded model with 126 gigabytes of storage, eight gigs of RAM. And there's also the last one, which is the CC9 Pro Premium, <laughs> will cost around 500 bones. That's really not that bad. Eight gigabytes of RAM. 256 gigs of storage. So they just up the storage and upgraded 8P lens system. That's in quotes. I don't know what the fuck that is uh, for the main 108 megapixel camera. Oh my God. My head is fucking spinning after reading all that. This is crazy. It's on sale in China right now. No mentioning of an international release. That shit is insane. But uh, one thing is for sure. 
that I do know, I do know for a fact is that, you know, I've got, you know, you know me, you guys know me and, you know, I try to keep it kind of hush hush, but you know, I got people on the inside. I got, I got people all over the place. I got people in at Microsoft, you know, I got people, I got people in at Apple, you know, I got, I got people in at Google A, you know, I got insiders. I got people who are, you know, they're walking around, you know, sniffing around, you know, trying to get, find what's going on, you know, give me the real word so that they can then communicate it with me. And then I can report that to you and give you the real deal, the real straight story the, from the horse's mouth, right? Y'all know I got that. So I talked to my, uh, let's make sure no one's, I talked to my, uh, my connection, uh, my contact there at uh, Apple. And, um, you know, sent him a few DoorDash cheeseburgers, you know, and I was like, hey, man, you know, let's talk. Let's just, you know, what's going on? What you got? What you got for me? And he said, Apple's really worried about Xiaomi. They're really worried about Xiaomi. So much, in fact, that uh, they're thinking about, you know, doing something. They're thinking about uh, a direct competition. Going up with Xiaomi. Uh, they really weren't worried about, you know, the camera per se, but it was that 108 megapixel. that got them shaking in their boots. You know, Apple, they've said, you know, hey, we can do this with software all day long. We've done it for the last 12 years with the iPhone. But Xiaomi, they have four cameras, five cameras, teardrop. They're combining megapixels. They're worried. All right, so my, my contact said, I'll get back to you. I said, all right, talk to you tomorrow. The next day, I sent him a couple more cheeseburgers and DoorDash and some nuggets. And I said, hey, man, let's talk. So we sat down. They said Apple's still worried about it. I said, all right, yeah, I know. What are they going to do? Tell me what they're going to do. I've spent, I've sent five cheeseburgers, two fries, and a 20 piece. What's going on? He said, all right, all right. Let me, let me just let's calm down. He said, are you near your phone? I said, of course I'm by my phone. I'm always by my phone. When am I not by my phone? Even taking a shit, I'm by my phone. He said, look at your phone. I'm sending you over a picture. I said, all right. And do that. Take a look. So my contact on the inside sent me a picture. If you're not looking at the video feed, you need to go back to about the uh, about the one twenty three hour and twenty three minute mark on your podcast on YouTube. Take a look at the video feed because I'm gonna show you the picture. Y'all don't need to see this. Apple's working on a new phone to go directly up against Xiaomi. They are worried about the 108 megapixel. Oh yeah, Apple's doing it. You want to see the phone? You guys want to see it? real son it's real oh yeah you can see everything even shit you can't see you can see it it's, uh, it's got a lot of uh cameras on the front count them i don't know how many i lost count 
It's looking good. So yeah, Xiaomi, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should interview someone from Xiaomi because, uh, I mean, look at this. This is, whew, I mean, th that is going to do landscape unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, speaking of phones and phone carriers, hey, all of us who had AT&T back in the day and got fucked by them, I am directly... I have directly been getting fucked by AT&T for many years. They were fined $60 million for throttling unlimited data plans. Yes. Fuck you. This is good. The Federal Trade Commission announced that AT&T will pay $60 million to settle a case with the agency. It alleges that the company lied to customers about its unlimited data plans because it throttled their data if they ever went over a certain threshold. The problem is, is that they did not say that they were doing that. They did not specify that. They just said, you know what? You go over uh, two gigs this month, fuck you. I'm throttling it. You're not getting unlimited data because I'm throttling it. And screw you. That's what they said. And that's what they did. I was a day one adopter on iPhone. When it first launched, you had to, you had to sign up with AT&T. It was exclusive. Can you believe this? It was that way. Apple was exclusive to AT&T when it launched. So you had to get the package for, I remember this clearly, you had to get the phone and then the phone plan was whatever the cell phone plan was, like whatever every other plan was. And then you paid, it was 20 bucks for unlimited data. All right. And of course you needed the unlimited data because this was new phone and you have all this stuff and apps and things. So 20 bucks for the data and then 20 bucks for unlimited text or text and MMS and multimedia and all that. Right. So it was all in one. So it was basically the phone plan plus 40 bucks. Cool. Whatever. That's what it was. Um, but they didn't say on there, once you go over a certain amount, they start throttling it. That was where we have a problem. Well, look at this. Here we are finally years and years down the road. They finally got caught for it and sued and they lost. Um, yeah, on their throttling po policy. So what they said is that if you had an, uh, if you had an, an account, an unlimited account prior to 2011, that is when the company, that's when the throttling policy went in effect in 2011. So if you had a plan and you signed up prior to that, check your mailbox because eventually probably sometime next year, who knows, takes forever for this shit to happen. You're going to be receiving a check. I don't know how much it's going to be giving, to be honest. It's probably like a dollar 50 if that. Who knows? They're never, you never get anything good on the settlements, but I just think it's good. I think it's good business to fucking sue them when they are shady about it. They're, they'll be the first, dude. Cell phone companies and ISPs, they'll be the first to fuck you when it comes to their service, your data, all that, dude. They don't care. They don't care. So I think it's good. Sue their asses. And hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll get a check. When I get the check, I'll report. I'll tell you how much it is. Maybe it's enough for me to go buy a $60 game. That would be great. So yeah, because I was grandfathered. What they did with me is I was grandfathered in that unlimited plan and they took away the unlimited plan and they didn't offer it anymore. And so people were like, what the fuck? And so they kept raising every month. They kept raising my bill five bucks until they forced me out. I think I got up to like $155 or no, 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 no. It got up to $105. I'm sorry. My bill got up to 105 and I was like, this is fucked. I can't pay $105 for this. Plus the data wasn't even that fast. The speed wasn't fast. So I was like, I'm out. So I left and uh, 
yeah, I switched ship. So yeah, but we're good now. We're good. So it's crazy. Um, how about Timex? You remember Timex? Yeah, they're still around. They are re-releasing the iconic 80s watch, the T80. This is the one that we all know and love from the 80s. Yes, they're coming back. Gold, copper, silver, black. They even have a limited edition Pac-Man edition. I got pictures to show you. Ranging from 95, or I'm sorry, 50, $59 to $65, depending on the color and case style. Or you can opt in for that Pac-Man edition for $80. Yep, I got picks. We got picks. There they are. Don't they look beautiful? Honestly, not going to lie. Uh, here's the, here's an idea. If you got any, uh, any last minute gift ideas for me, here's one simply lemonade and a Timex T80 in, I don't know, black or silver. That's good. No, but for realsies, I'm not joking for realsies. I want them. I don't want the Pac-Man one because you're paying what, like 20 or 30 more bucks for just like a little Pac-Man overlay. Like, come on. But I do want one. That looks fantastic. Um, and last bit of news that we have here, devices that are going to lose Netflix support on December 1st. Yeah, this is a sad, sad state of events. You know, the thing is, is that the, these are going to lose, I guess all devices, really, the older they get, they're going to lose support for Netflix. They're going to lose support for apps. And I think we're going to have a, honestly, guys, think about this for a minute. This is something that we're not thinking about right now because it's so new and fresh. When you go to buy a TV today, you go and buy a smart TV, right? A smart TV. But that smart TV is going to be a dumb TV in about five or six years, like officially, right? And in 10 years, it's going to be an obsolete TV. So your smart TV that you could connect to the internet, you could install apps, you had support. They're going to remove support for that app. They're going to not have it be able to connect to the internet. They're going to be vulnerable. They're not going to be getting security updates. I mean, people are going to be able to hack TVs, dudes. It's going to be happening. We got to be careful with this shit. Think about it. So with that, it's already started to happen. We got some Roku devices and some Samsung TVs on December 1st, not even a month away, are going to be losing support. I have the list for you. You can go ahead and go to Netflix's website. They have the uh, a full list as well if you want to cross-reference. Uh, but I want to let you know here in case you have one of these devices and you're listening, you just be like, oh, cool. Thanks, Jay, for letting me know that I'm fucked. <laughs> okay, Roku. Uh, the 2000C, the 2050X, the 2100X, Roku HD, Roku SD, Roku XD, Roku XR, and any other Roku device that cannot autoplay the next episode are all losing support for next Netflix come December 1st. Okay. Samsung also Samsung TVs are going to be getting uh, kicked right in the fucking ass 2010 and 2011 TVs with a C or D and the model code Samsung support page will help you find your TV's code. Note that the loss of Netflix support only applies to TVs themselves. You can still watch Netflix on older Samsung TVs as long as you do so through a device that Netflix currently supports, like another fucking Amazon Fire or, kin or not Kindle, but uh, Chromecast or something else, just not through the TV itself. That's crazy. And I think it's, I think it's really sad, dude. I almost cried. 
I almost cried like a little baby when Netflix um, stopped support on the Nintendo Wii. It was like 2013. Steph and I, we sat down. We were watching Netflix. Yeah, it's standard death. It looks like shit. But, you know, it was fun to be able to play a few rounds of bowling and then pop on the Netflix and the app and watch a few episodes of The Office. I mean, come on. That's living large. That's living life. That's living life, bruh. Bruh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Tech News. It's Tech Time. And the living Yeah, we're going to move right on to the phone lines because we do have a voicemail that came through, which is great, and I appreciate that so much. If you want to take part, you want to talk to me about something, hey, maybe it's something I talked about right here in this episode where you're like, you're in the car, you're on your, like, you're driving, and I'm saying something earlier, and you're like, I just got to tell him something. Like, you know, hit me up. Leave me a voicemail. Maybe you have a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you have something you want to add to what I've said. Maybe you have an experience yourself with something I've talked about. Maybe you're going to be investing in the new uh, iPhone 21 that has 2 million megapixel that you saw. You know, maybe you're interested in that. Uh, hit me up. 503-908-5490. That is the phone number. 503-908-5490. We're going to hop into the phone lines and play as the voicemail. And then we're going to do the community event. We'll talk about and show off some of the Halloween community events. And then we'll introduce the next community event, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But uh, And then we will wrap it up, put a pretty little bow on it, and call it a day. I know this, this episode is a little bit longer, but I was out last week, so, you know, bear with me. I, I'm just here to hopefully help your day or night. Hopefully just help you get through the day a little bit, a little bit better. All right. Let's go ahead and tap in here. New voicemail. Let's go. Play message. Here we go. Here we go. It's loading Chrome. I just updated the iPad. I had to update like all the apps and the OS. And I, I honestly spent like two hours updating everything before I record this episode. Crazy shit. You know, you got to do that. What's good, Jason? This is Will Strickland, Sheriff Willie, in your uh, Twitch chat, if you recognize that name. I've been listening to you since, uh, like, the beginning of All Gen Gamers, so I've really loved your content. I wanted Thank to you. ask you, I think your best answers and your most interesting discussions are ones that deal with kind of the um, the personal and the emotional side of gaming. So I'd like to wonder, ask, what are some specific games that – can, that you tie to specific people or specific times of your life or, or specific memories. Um, I, I try to, whenever I play a new game, I, it's kind of weird, I try to get a new candle so that whenever I smell that candle or I play that game, it helps me remember that time in my life. Same thing with if I'm going on a road trip, I play a different album than I usually play so that I, whenever I hear that music, I Amazing. think of that road yep. trip I made or that vacation I was on. Amazing. So is there anything that you can think of where you think of or you, you associate this game with this person or this moment or, in my case, this scent or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. Really love the show. Um, I think you're doing great. I really Thank think it's going to take off and work out for you. Um, good luck with your medical bills. Good luck with everything. Keep working hard, keep focused, keep grinding, and good luck with everything. Appreciate your show. Sheriff Willie, Will Strickland, my man, give it up. Jeez, what an amazing question. 
See, that's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. It is, it is so nice and refreshing to have like almost deep questions that like they touch on such emotional and deep thoughts. And oh, it's so nice to have a great refreshing question like that. I'm telling you, Will, I could spend hours talking and answering your question. I'm obviously not going to do that. I would love to sit and talk with you about this sometime in deeper detail, but I will say there are only a small handful of things. Now, this is all just my thoughts, my words, my life. In my opinion, there are a small handful of things that I think are beyond anything that we can comprehend. They're very magical. They, they do something that I can't really explain and for that, I'm intrigued by them, and I want, I want to always be around them. And what I'm meaning is music. Music's the big one for me. I mean, I've really even made that into my career. Um, scents, smells, um, and I mean, there's like I guess entertainment, games, movies, board games. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. But really, the two big ones, you you nailed them. And when you said candle, I instantly was like, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. Music and scents, they're huge. It's funny how you can smell something. Just the scent of something will instantly take you to that place. Always. It'll just take you right there. Now, again, that can be good and bad, right? That's good and bad. But I think it's all good. It is all amazing. Um... I mean, you were asking about, you were asking about uh, examples. I mean, I've got so many examples. I mean, sometimes it's even, you know, I mean, a picture, a picture is fantastic. Um, but that's, that's the easy one. Cause you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I, oh, I remember seeing this. But like when you smell or when you hear something, you're not visualizing it with your eyes, you're using your other sensory and it's all in, in your head. It's all in your mind. Your mind goes there and creates it. I think that's really, really special. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, I can just hold up a game like super sprint. I remember sitting playing super sprint for the very first time being a young kid, uh, in Oregon on the floor, just like the typical classic one you'd see where you're sitting there, you know, with your legs crossed, your controller, the TV's on the floor, you're right next to it. And I just remember like, you know, my mom, and my dad would come in, they just look in and make sure, you know, we're, we're just there and they're checking on us and I'm playing super sprint and the sound of that, the sound of the engine of the car, um, the early Atari sounds and video games, that always does something to me, putting a quarter, putting a quarter in an Atari arcade game. And it's like that, that gong, that like ding sound that does something to me. That takes me, it takes me to a place I can almost smell I can almost smell the greasy, soaked, dirty arcade carpet. I can almost smell the B.O. and onions in the arcade, in the dim lit neon arcade. I can see it in my head right now. Just thinking about that, just hearing that sound. It's really, really quite amazing. Scents do the same thing. Candles, big time. Uh, whenever I travel, I try to just step outside and, and just smell certain things, just smell outside, smell the air. When I was a kid, I spent a lot of time. Uh, well, I mean, I grew up in Oregon, I grew up in the Northwest in the Northwest. It's obviously a lot of trees, a lot of forest, 
a lot of rain, a lot of nature, a lot of leaves, a lot of moss, a lot of grass, a lot of pine, a lot of oak. I mean, it's, it's an amazing place. And I remember going into the forest and just smelling the, just smelling the, the, the trees and the air and the ground and all, just like when it would rain, the sound it would make, it was, it's so peaceful and serene. It's amazing. And I think that, oh, I think it's so amazing. I really do. We could talk more about this sometime. I don't want to like go on and on and on, but Will, what an amazing question. Sheriff Willie, you're incredible. We could talk about some great games, but I think everyone, everyone listening experiences stuff like that. And we know that. And sometimes it can't be explained and it's just in our heads. And I think that's what makes all of us very unique and individual. Our experiences, our life experiences that we then can apply and share and, and live. And it makes us all very, very unique. I think that's super special. I really do. Thank you so much for the question there, Sheriff Willie. Appreciate that. And thanks for your support coming around all over the place, man. Good times. Um, yeah, again, 503-908-5490. You have a question, you want to talk about something. I would love to, uh, I'd love to talk even getting, getting deep on kind of an emotional level. I can do that. I'd love to 503-908-5490. And before we wrap up the show, we have the community event every two weeks. I, I know I talked about it before doing it monthly, but I think two weeks, I think two weeks work. So I'm sorry. Um, as I bounce back and forth, I'm trying to find the right format for it all folks. Uh, every two weeks we do a community event in discord and, uh, where I give you like a hashtag and you can post a picture or talk about it. It's just a community event. You want to take part, jump in there and we'd love to have you. We'd love to get your, your feedback. And then I just show it here live on the show and we talk about it. Uh, where do you get to discord? Well, it's in the show notes of every episode. Scroll down, click the link, or just go to my website, heinehouse.com. H E I N E heinehouse.com. Scroll to the top. There's a Discord link at the top, top left, that is. And then come on in. Water's good. You can wear a towel or don't wear a towel. Hey, <laughs> why? who am I to complain? It's your party. You're here. Uh, the uh, the community event that we had last couple of weeks was hashtag Halloween, obviously. And I apologize because I was gone last week. We didn't get to this sooner. But hashtag Halloween, where we're going to go in and jump in and look at some of the pictures things that y'all posted about hashtag Halloween. Let me scroll. Let me scroll up to the top here. Let me flip over. I got my, my thing here. I think uh, we started. Where did we start? Oh, yeah. It's right up here. The Red King. I think he was first. Yeah, here's Steph's with Autumn. That was uh, a couple weeks. So Red King there, hashtag Halloween. So we were talking about Halloween stuff. We were talking about what is a Halloween-themed game that you like, that inspires you, something that, that you play every year, maybe a Halloween memory or something like that. So we just wanted to, uh, you know, jump in there with that. So the Red King coming through with the amazing PT. Yeah, that was a game that was on PS3. Uh, and... Uh, or wait, was it PS4? It was PS4. And uh, they pulled it and you couldn't get it anymore. And people were selling their consoles for like tons of money on eBay, uh, which is actually, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody who listens to the show and they were talking about how they sold their console and then they got banned from eBay because it was against their terms of service or something. Like you can't sell 
like unreleased software. I, it was some really gray area, something weird. But anyway, PT, yeah, absolutely a great game. Very freaky. Hey, and Red King, did you see the um, the news that was like three weeks ago, maybe at this point, where I don't know this chick's name. Just I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know it that much. So I don't know. But this this chick actually follows you the whole time and is always behind you. I'm sure you know the news because you like this game so much. But she's evidently somebody like hacked it to where they could move the camera and they move the camera. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. This is so scary. You can move the camera. You move the camera and then they turn it around and she's literally right behind you the whole time just sitting there following you. And when they move the character, she's like floats with you. Oh my God. Goosebumps. Look at these goosebumps. They're fucking huge. Oh, I'm so, ah, that's freaky, dude. That is freaky. So like, I, I guess she shows up after like you trigger or do something. So like when you hear her like breathing in the game or like making those sounds, it's because she's fucking behind you. That's so creepy. Oh my God. I don't like it. Uh, Luke, my homie there says he's not really into Halloween. It's too icky for him. I understand. Hey, not everyone likes it. Um, but he has a, uh, a, a, but he has a ghost train. He wanted to show off. Look at that ghost train. That's pretty cool. I like the smoke at the top too for effect. And I like the black and white picture too for full effect. <laughs> I love the ghosts and the, uh, the emotes there in chat. It's nice. Um, oh, there's mine. Of course I've said it a million times. I won't tell the story again. Uh, but Resident Evil 1 on PS1. This is the exact moment right here where those fucking zombie dogs crash through the window and then start chasing me through the hall. And then I start wetting my pants because I'm so scared. That is my Halloween moment. <laughs> Halloween. Welcome to Rapture 1959, my homie Andy. Thank you. Right there. Some Halloween love. The homie Alice right there coming through with some Resident Evil, some biohazard stuff. Yeah, Eternal Darkness. Very nice. Very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil, I mean, probably one of the most known, most popular, um, you know, zombie horror survival. I think that game actually coined the term survival horror. So very, very cool. Alice has such a great collection of stuff. Very, very cool. And Alice is in Japan, so we get to see a lot of really, really cool Japanese stuff right there. Yeah, that would trigger Andy. He said, I'm jelly about a Halloween Eevee. He wants it. Very, very cool. Uh, let's scroll through here. Let's see if we got anything else here. Oh, the homie DJ Casco. I saw him earlier in chat. I don't know if he's still around, but what up, DJ? Good to see you. His hashtag Holly, my friend's costume of the year. Oh, my bruh. Did you listen to this week in gaming uh, history? It's full of, of uh, Need for Speed stuff. I love that. Dude, look at that. The PS2 box. <laughs> Dude, how did you even print that? It's like almost the size of a whole body. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like what you did with the place. It's good. Very, very good. That's a great idea to go as a, uh, a video game box. I like it. I like it. My man, Rusty, there he is, Mr. Lewis himself with his lovely wife and little pupper. Look at that. He said he doesn't have a Halloween thing, but he wanted to say that they went as Shaggy and Velma. Look at that. Aren't they adorable? They really are. And their little Halloween pupper. What a cute doggo. Super cute. 
You guys are amazing. Thanks for posting. Uh, and I think that's cool. Let's see what else we got. Yep, that's about it. That's all we got in the Discord. Thank you so much. So this next two weeks, let's talk about it. Um, I broke down some games that I'm interested in and excited to, to uh, be picking up and playing uh, November and December. So why don't you tell me, what are you excited for? What new upcoming games are you excited to be playing? And or did you pick up? Did you pick something up recently? Um, there was another game we just saw today. It was called um, Airplane Mode. I didn't, even t- I didn't even put it in my notes. I didn't even talk about it. There's a game called Airplane Mode, but it's coming out next year sometime. It is a real-time flight simulator. And I mean that by like you get in the airline, you get in the airplane, and you sit down and you take a flight, and it's real-time. Yeah, you could be sitting there for like six hour flight just on the plane. And I'm like really excited about that. I'm honestly, I'm like stoked about that. That sounds really cool. I think we need more simulator real time games. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I think that's why I love the Baja so much, even though you can, you know, you can break up the races in like 15 to 25 minute intervals. I like the fact that it is in kind of real time. It's so cool. So, so cool. So anyway, check it out. Um, But let us know in Discord what games coming up are you excited for uh, and interested in to play. So um, what should the hashtag be? Let's make the hashtag. um, um, I don't know what. Let's do uh, new, new games 2019. New games 2019. And let's talk about some of the new games coming up that you're excited for, or even if you want to talk about it, even if it's like, you know, beginning of the year, January, February coming up, let's talk about it because I'm going to do, I'm going to be doing a, uh, towards the end of the year here, I'm going to be doing an episode talking about um, games that I'm excited for, for next year. And also I'm going to be doing kind of a recap episode on games that came out this year that really stood out to me. So we'll kind of have like a, like a recap and we'll do hashtags for those as well. But let's talk about games that you're excited about now that are coming out either November, December. Sound like a plan? Sound good? I'm excited for it, man. Hey, thank you so much for being here. I know this was a long episode, a couple hours. We're about an hour and 10, uh, hour and 50. How about that? Hey, I try to keep them around an hour to an hour and a half, but this time I was gone for a few weeks. I wanted to roll through a lot to talk about. We had some great laughs, great times, shared some gaming, shared some tech. You guys, I appreciate you all so much. If you like the episode, please consider supporting it on Patreon. That's how it's even here today for all the supporters. Let's flash them all up again. Let them know that I appreciate you all. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. That is where you take part. Would love to have you. And also, before we go, I'm going to play a song. I think a lot of you have already seen it and or heard it, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing this song called Lady that I composed went out and shot the music video for it with the lovely Steph and the Halloween outfits that she made for both of us. We went out as animal droppings characters. I was the crook himself, Mr. Tom Nook. And she was the lovely designer Isabel. And we went out and we danced our asses off and just had a good time. You know what folks? Sometimes you have to just let things go. You have to just have fun, embrace in the moment roll with it and just do whatever the hell you want. And don't worry about anything. I've kind of come to a point in my life to where I don't really give a shit about all of this other stuff that's going on in the world. If it doesn't really 
involve me, then don't, I don't jump in and start swinging around, right? I just want to live a great life and share moments with you all. And I want you to feel comfortable to share moments with me too. And how we connect on this level of the podcast, or maybe I'm here live on Twitch, or we're doing stuff, or we're at a convention, or we talk on Discord, or we play games together. Like, that's what it's all about. So some people may look and it's okay if you don't understand certain things. It's okay. But I just want you all to know that I appreciate you all. And it's so great to be here right now. Because again, we may not be here tomorrow. It's that real. And it's the hard, harsh reality of it. So that we are, I want to say this, and I mean it. So thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your dedication. And I hope that you like what's going on here enough to come back and continue to just be a friend. All right? I've been composing a lot of great music recently. Very contrasting music. I've been writing very aggressive, hard, almost angry songs. And I've been writing these very pop, R&B, love, funky songs. And they're so different. And I decided just to take all of the great kind of funky groove pop love type songs that makes me feel good where I'm embracing, I'm overcoming, I'm confident. And I put them together in a five song EP. And when I listened to it, as I was composing this album, I kept thinking to myself, it makes me feel like I'm at a roller skating rink, just skating around, feeling good, enjoying myself, smelling the, 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 the skate air, you know, the nacho cheese and the pretzels and the popcorn, drinking an icy, just kicking back, throwing back, having the fun, feeling good, embracing love, embracing life. And so that's why I named the album, the EP Couples Skate, because it kind of has that vibe throughout. It's releasing on November 25th, and I really hope you take part and stream it and download it and purchase the album. I'm going to have limited made physical copies. Only 100 are going to be made, and it's something that I'm happy to do and I love to do. I'm going to play a music video as we go out. So I hope that uh, the show was fun and you got some laughter, and I hope you leave here inspired. Thank you so much. Heinehouse.com is a website. I love you guys so much. Catch you later. Bye now. Just want to say later. Don't walk away. No. Don't turn around. Uh-uh. Don't walk away. Don't turn around. Just want to say baby.
I got a doggo here. <laughs>